All right, folks, welcome back into another edition of the High School Huddle, your one-stop shop for everything and all things Section 5 Sports. I'm AJ Feldman. He's Carl Jones. It has been, it's been a little bit of a while since we've talked to you. Obviously, we had uh, the holiday break, then things got a little bit busy last week, but it is good to be back here on the High School Huddle, Carl. Hey, man, it's good to talk shop, high school ball. I mean, I've, I enjoy my high, uh, high school break, holiday break, excuse me. Uh, it was fun to get away for the family. I went home three weekends in a row, so I'm kind of tired of I-90 in, in, in Ohio right now. But um, I'm good to be back in the 5A5 and, and, and getting back to a little bit of a routine. Yeah, and I'm sure everybody was just just begging for this episode to come out so they could hear. But I, in fact, did win Christmas Eve Domino. So if you placed your bet, nobody actually placed their bets, but uh, a big comeback. Uh, my sister was in front early. We took a break. We don't usually break it up, but for various reasons, we took a break. We we picked it back up Christmas Day. It's a closer right here. Just just knocked it out at the end. We knocked it out of the park here. Boy, Michael Jordan, huh? Never count him out. You, you, that, no, down three one. It don't matter. I, I, I rock with it. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. And then uh, you know, obviously, last week uh, was a crazy week in uh, both the sports world, the Buffalo sports world, uh, with with everything that happened to Demar Hamlin. So. We did not have a show on Thursday as I went out to uh, Buffalo, to Orchard Park, to help Thad cover all of that, which we didn't quite exactly know what we were driving down to cover at that point. Because, you know, if if you guys can remember the timeline, things were very fluid. All, all kind of the good news started coming out on Thursday. So thankfully, um, that took turned into uh, a much more optimistic trip in reports than uh, than what it could have been. But obviously a scary situation and um, Damar Hamlin now out of the hospital. So from from where things stood last uh, two Monday nights ago, uh, just uh, an incredible recovery. And uh, and obviously, of course, great to see him doing well. And uh, and we wish him all the best. Man, yes, I'm praying that he continues to be on the right path in his recovery and, and rehab and getting back to where he once was. But man, that pass, I guess we're now at 10, like 10 days or so. I know it's been wild for us covering the team. It's been wild for sports fans, just seeing how everything will bounce back. And then obviously you seeing the team up close and how they responded to, to all that type of stuff. I, I couldn't imagine what they went through. And I'm happy that we're on the other side now. Things look great because things uh, looked dire for at one point. And th- thankfully, it never got to that point. So once again, happy the the Bills were able to muster up a win last Sunday. And more importantly, D. Ham is looking like he's uh, fine and dandy. Of course, um, obviously the most important thing. But as I kind of said on Buffalo Game Day recap, um, especially with all the good news that come out, and you know, even uh, later so this week, uh, the schedule in a in a in a sense kind of gave the Bills their time to you know deal with everything. They played their last regular season game, and now you know we kind of get this transition into the playoffs, where obviously this team is going to be playing with you know um, heavy emotions, and you know they'll be playing for their teammates. Uh, I believe um, I haven't heard for sure, but I, I assume they would keep the threes on their patches for the entire season long. Uh, but now you know we we get to talk uh, you know football, so so good um, good to see him back. Good to see him out of the hospital, and uh, I I I wonder what the Bills and Demar Hamlin have in store for potential stadium appearances you know can you imagine you know they do that thing where they get the crowd wiped uh, hyped up um i think it was Lashawn mccoy who did the regular season finale if they if they can do anything like that man that that's gonna be one heck of an atmosphere there and it'll be like a zoo for real if he did something regardless if he's on the jumbotron on the field regardless if his if he makes an appearance before that game on sunday uh like they say bills by a billion that, that's how the uh 
how that might turn out. Yeah, with Skylar Thompson, it might be that way uh, either way. So we've had a lot going on in the past uh, three weeks now in, in high school sports. Uh, the thing we're going to start off with, uh, um, I believe it was the last show we had or maybe the show before that, but we have some state rankings out for ice hockey now. Uh, the first state rankings coming out from hockey from the New York uh, the New York State Sports Writers Association. So we, we have uh, our first list to kind of see where we stack up. And we're going to start off with class uh, class A, as, as we call in Section 5, and Division 1, as they call it, around the state. And we have some powerhouses, as we, as we oftentimes do in Section 5. We have two teams in the top seven. We have two teams in the top five for teams only in, uh, in NISFA. So we have McQuaid coming in at number four with a now 9 and one record on the season. And we've got Victor right behind them at number seven in uh in the state rankings now at eight and one and and carl you just recently got the chance to see uh the mcquaid knights in action as they uh continued their winning ways uh earlier this week yeah really physical like this the defensive minded team uh the, up against the Schrader team that i saw earlier in the season they like to get up and down the ice and mcquaid wasn't going for any of it uh first period i believe uh new team scored and then Shortly after that, it got a nice turnover breakaway and, and scored after that. And after that, it never really felt like the game was close. I know that it may have been a one-point, uh, one-goal game, excuse me. But they were just really strong, dominant on that end of, the, uh, end of the ice. And I don't want to compare them too much to last year's team that I saw in, in Division One with Penfield and Victor when they were at their peak because I haven't, quite frankly, seen either of those teams this year. McQuaid has only allowed 16 goals this year, which is great for the 10 games, I believe 10 or 11 games that they played this year. So clearly – they have a, a mentality, they have a game plan that they're going into each and every time they get on the ice, and they're executing it very well. Yeah, the Knights have really been uh, on a roll recently, beating Schrader, uh, Messina. I, I honestly don't know how to pronounce that team's name. Uh, but but like like we mentioned, they haven't been giving up a ton of goals all season long. Yeah, they're, they're only lost on the season to Aquinas, 4-3, and three, way back on December 7th. So they are rolling on an eight-game winning streak. Uh, some of their top players so far. Um, on the season, Rory Fitzpatrick getting it done in that. And then uh, Jack Callery and uh, Evan Kopaz with seven goals each. And then right behind them, as we previously mentioned, the Victor Blue Devils at eight and one on the season. They're uh, seventh in uh, the state rankings. You, you certainly can't count out Victor uh, by any means. They only have one loss this season as well. They lost to McQuaid. So they had a, a potential sectional championship rematch. That game uh, came all the way back on December 2nd with McQuaid winning in overtime. So, you know, so far early on in the season, it does seem like we have two teams kind of separating from the pack, uh, McQuaid and Victor. So we could we could be in store for another great uh, sectional championship game, Carl. With, was McQuaid in the sectional playoffs last year? They they were. Um, I don't think they did too much. Uh, oh. I, can't ex- I can't exactly remember how they got bounced. Um, let me I was see. A if this... confused about that. Yeah, I was. I was like, who did they play last year? They, it I looks know... like they. Yeah, they lost three nothing to Victor. Um, where it yeah. seems like that would probably be in the semifinals. So, um, yeah, could be a different story this time around. And then moving down to uh, Class B Division Two. Only one team ranked Churchville Chile. We've talked about them before on this show. Um, they're off to a nine one and one start on the season. Uh, you know, a, a really good start for them. They're getting the goaltender they haven't in years past. They keep on winning. They've won one, two, three, four. Uh, and then they lost to Portside. So four in a row. Their only loss coming in over or one of two losses coming in overtime. Their other one 
um, well, they tied Thomas Churchill. So they've only lost one game this season. That was in overtime. And then they tied another game. So they only have, they have no regulation losses this season. They also, earlier this season, uh, Churchville, Chile, um, you know, they, they beat the Schraders of the world. Um, they beat Penfield recently, another always strong team, even though they're down a little bit so far this year. They beat Thomas or they tied Thomas. So you got Churchville at top. And then I think you, I think even though Churchville Chile is our only ranked team this year so far, those two Webster teams and Aquinas are going to be right behind them, where this certainly isn't going to be uh, the Saints running away with it by any stretch of the imagination. No, no. Like I, like I said, I saw Schrader twice this year so far. Looked good, good enough in both games. McQuay's just a, a different beast. Haven't seen Churchville, though, but last time I saw Churchville, like we talked about last time, it was out in that ice box out in uh, uh, is it Scottsville or wherever it is. Yeah. Freezing, man. Uh, shout out to y'all who's actually on the ice because I'm like 30 feet up in the air and I was still freezing. But, um, yeah, that's an explosive ball club, uh, explosive team. And if they can, you know, get it down on both sides of the ice, that'd be smooth. It's funny. I'm over here mixing and matching hockey and basketball. Yeah, an explosive puck club. Man, you, you feel me? We've been off so long. I got to get back in the swing of things. My bad, everybody. But y'all get the gist of it. Churchville is looking good um, once again this year. And they do end their season uh, with a showdown against Victor at home in the final week of or the final game of the regular season. So a good playoff test for both. Speaking of, uh, you know, coming back into it, we had our first round ball roundup of the season last Friday. We had a great show for you. We had 11 games on the air, traveling all around over the place. So we got out to a lot of different games. Um, Carl, your biggest takeaway from uh, your first week of travels on uh, the round ball roundup slate. The Penfield girls basketball team is for real. I know that um, they had a tough loss to, to Schrader that uh, I was fortunately able to go watch. But man, this team led by Grace Alexander and Jackie Funk, they can hang with anybody in Section 5. They went on the road to Fairport, who, as you know, is led by the Ellen Bella show. Bella Pucci is a Division One commit to, I believe, Binghamton. And Penfield took it to him. I left the game midway through the third quarter. I believe they were up 18. They ended up winning by eight. But nonetheless, they got up to a point where they felt really, really confident on the road. I mean, Grace Alexander with 27 and some of the, the buckets that she was making. I mean, a little step back three right before halftime, a little running J across the key. I mean, she might be short, but don't make that don't don't make no mistake about it. She can give it to you. All right. And that was fun to see. Jackie Funk can also light up the box score. She had 30 points, I believe, a week ago. So that Penfield team led by those two, they ain't nothing to mess around with. Yeah, and it's gonna be really fun in class double A. We've talked about this kind of all season long. We've got a lot of heavy hitters. I think at this point, Schrader and Bishop Carney have kind of emerged in that top tier. Um, Schrader hasn't lost this season. They have beaten a handful of the teams later on the list. Bishop Carney um, suffered two losses early in the season to out-of-state competition, but they did knock off Fairport. So you got Schrader and Bishop Carney at the top. Then I think Penfield might uh, you know, lead the next tier. You've got Fairport in there. You've got Hilton, who gave uh, Schrader their, their toughest test of the season so far. Um, so you can't count on Hilton. I've seen uh, them play this season. They're, they're a tough bunch. So certainly Penfield, a statement win for them on my side of things. Uh, I was uh, going out to some boys action. I caught Athena versus Ronica. I actually caught the, the very end of it. Luckily it was a very good finish to that game. Athena handing Ronica their only loss uh, so far to this season. Uh, they beat him at the buzzer. It was Z Johnson getting it done with uh a second chance, a third chance, if you rather, tipping that one in. 
Rondekoid having one prayer at the buzzer, but it falling out. And Athena got it done with a balanced attack. You know, it was Z Johnson just leading the way with 14 points um, in a 53-52 game. Connor Osier did a lot, 13 points, 16 rebounds. I mean, I was impressed with both teams. You could tell that this was a high-quality basketball game with two really good teams playing off against each other. These teams recently played um, on December 28th. Before that, it was Aronicoit getting the win in the finals of the Hilton Holiday Tournament. So teams that were obviously already um, very familiar with, so probably lending itself to a tight game. But Aronicoit kind of was pulling away in the, the late fourth, or the late third quarter, excuse me, but uh, Athena came all the way back while I was there. Uh, Ryan Heath didn't, uh, at the end of the finish, he didn't quite have his best stuff. I think he got turned over one time, couldn't really create his shot. But those are just two teams that are going to certainly be in the picture down the stretch in Class A, if not going to be the two favorites in uh, in Class A. Yeah, I saw Athena early on in the year against Aquinas, and Aquinas got the, the better half of them, but Athena, you could tell, had dudes. I mean, they were getting in, uh, in transition, knocking down some tray balls, good ball handlers. So I'm not surprised that they were able to uh, take down IQ in that manner. And, and obviously, as we both know, IQ still has some dudes over there, Ryan Heath, Xavier Gissendanner, who um, who can bring it any given night. So they, you know, they split the regular season series. And if they meet again, if they're able to, because, you know, Class A with injuries and all that different type of stuff, that'd be a, a, a fun section of uh, showdown for sure. They actually will get one more crack at each other on February 14th. So um, because obviously that first game was, uh, you know, in the tournament. So they will get one more test against each other before the playoffs. So that should be a good one as well. You also got to, you know, obviously mentioned in Class A East, um, you know, the, the latest state ranks are not getting too much into the state rankings. But East is finally getting kind of the respect that it probably deserves um, they've just kind of been rolling, putting up a lot of points. Their new guys are starting to really figure things out. Um, East uh, 20th in the latest state rankings, uh, Athena and Aronicoit 26th and 27th respectively. So a lot of horses there in class A and uh, another one that we're going to get to in just a couple of minutes. But before I get to that, we're going to get to our games of the week. We got a big slate of round ball games, uh, uninteresting slate of round ball games we don't have our usual city games to start off the night which is kind of going to mess with our entire schedule it seems like every city school is playing tonight as we record this on thursday i mean you've got you've got east and mcquade you got edison and wilson you got northeast and world of inquiry you've got uh prep and franklin early college and soda you've got monroe and eastridge like literally all these teams that usually play like these 4.35, 6 o'clock tip-offs on Saturday, or Friday nights to get us a couple extra games. We're not getting them anymore. What, what, what is up with that? I have no idea, and I'm very upset about it, Carl. <laughs> Need to ask the superintendent or somebody, because clearly something <laughs> going on where, like, we're cool on Friday night hoops, which is kind of intriguing to me. I, that's that's weird to me. But for my game of the week that will not uh, take place this Friday is going to be Sutherland uh, HFL girls basketball. In Class A, that might be, you know, who's going to separate themselves from the pack a little bit. Canada was also in Class A as well, who's a, a really strong team, especially on the defensive end of the stores. AJ uh, did a story last year on them. But Sutherland is 8-2, uh, and two, HFL 8-3. and three. I've seen both. Sutherland, I need to figure out what's up with Ellie Burgeon, if she's hurt or if something's going on, because she was their best player last year, and she's on the bench. Um, they still have a plethora of girls who are able to get things done Uh Eden Lewis, I believe her name is. She's 6'2 on the block. And let me tell you, when she gets it down there, this scorekeeper just put two points on the board, all right? Because it's, it's automatic. So um, Sutherland, 
Um, nice, solid squad. They're going to have to go on the road to HFL. And HFL is really, really young. Shea Angelo is, a, uh, I believe, a freshman. Carolyn Smith, a sophomore. These are two really, really young teams. They're competing. This would be a good game to see where both teams stand. Yeah, I've seen HFL as well this season. Saw him take down Ronacoy. And yeah, HFL is kind of existing in this, you know, like you mentioned, they're very young. Um, they're, they're playing maybe not the tippy top tier of competition so far. So this Sutherland matchup is going to be a good one to test where they face on the season. I'm going to go over to the boys slate. And once again, a game that isn't on Friday night, which kind of speaks to a little bit of, uh, you know, maybe the the quality and quantity of our matchups on Friday night. But we'll get some good games for you. Uh, Menden versus Victor. You know, Menden finally has uh, Jackson Green back. He, he made his return in that uh, Rainbow Classic game. And since that point, they did lose in that Rainbow Classic game. They have not lost since. They have won five games in a row. Uh, Jackson Green recently picked up his 1,000th career point. Um, so he's won five and they've won five in a row. And then you've got a Victor team who is currently undefeated on this season. They're going to play uh, Wednesday the 18th, if I didn't mention that already. But Victor has kind of been chugging along. 8-0 on the season. And Class AA, other than Aquinas, who Victor will play Aquinas later this season, which I'm really uh, looking forward to that matchup. Class AA is kind of living in this, uh, you know, so we kind of got a power struggle right now. You know, Victor and Aquinas have certainly kind of stepped up, asserted themselves at the top. But so far in the last couple of years, at least when I've been here, this Victor Blue Devils team has really been a, a regular season team that quite hasn't been able to push, you know, get over that final hump in the playoffs, you know, either whether it be losing to U Prep, I believe it was three years ago, Gates Chile, they lost in the sectional championship game. Last year, they got upset by Rush Henrietta. So maybe this is Victor's year. They've got a really young squad. If, uh, you know, they they um, they have one, two, three seniors on the roster entirely. So it's a young squad that's getting it done so far. Uh, this will be a good test for both of those teams, especially as we kind of get our first big test of Menden with Jackson Green, but without Caleb Lewis, who is, uh, as we know, out for the season. Yeah, saw Victor last Friday against Rush Henrietta. They looked good. I mean, they were knocking down the triples, pressing the entire game. Um, obviously, they're a little different than what they were last year in their style of play. But it's always good, uh, fun going to Victor's gym just because their their student section always rowdy and having fun. I think they were doing a red and blue thing last year. It might have been for DeMar Hamlin. I don't know. But uh, it, it was dope to see that. And like you said, Menden, I know that I was at the game when Jackson came back against Sutherland. They lost but you can tell that that's a totally different team when he's on the floor. Should be a good one for sure. Once again, on Wednesday, the 18th. So maybe we'll have a little more time on our hands. If the bills somehow get massively upset by Skylar Thompson, but uh, as we all know, this time of year, uh, things are revolve around the bills a little bit. So we'll see what games we can get out to, uh, but we will get out to a lot of games tomorrow. As we mentioned, even if they're uh, not the city game to start off. So we will have that for you on Rochesterverse.com. And on News 8, you got to watch the show. We got some new graphics. They look nice. I like them. A little, little different flavor, different, the brighter colors. You feel me? I, I, I like that. It keeps me locked in for sure when I'm calling my life. I see the little logo in the bottom right corner. I'm like, ooh, I like it. I like it. Yeah, exactly. So we'll have that for you on Friday. And we'll have coverage all week long, of course, um, on News 8 and RochesterFirst.com. You can listen to the show on Spotify. You can listen to it on Apple Podcasts. You can watch us on YouTube. You can watch us on RochesterVerse.com. But it is time now to break the huddle. We hope to see you again next week. Um, 
you know, these days it, it's tough to know what I'm doing tomorrow. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I think we'll be here. You know, show should be keep going strong next week, the week after that, every Thursday, as you know. So uh, for Carl Jones, I'm AJ Feldman. Thank you for listening to the High School Hall. It's time to break the huddle. And we will see you next time.